found a podcast amongst your travels, hosted in a dark place with no sun. There are two men with the same name, and one with a different one. Oh, they talk about all the dungeon stuff, they talk about all the dungeon things, they talk about every single little thing inside their dungeon thing. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to Game Masters Under Dark, where two Game Masters this week are getting together to talk to you about ability scores. <laughs> uh, as always, I am your one of your hosts, uh, Will, joined, uh, as always, by Matt R. Matt, how are you doing this I week? Saw, I saw you almost said your host. I did. I almost control. did. Yeah, this I is know. your house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like so, I don't know, because I'm always doing it. It was just in my head. I caught myself because I'm not. Hola, I am also a host. <laughs> I bring the food. I was gonna say, I've been eating off camera like before we started recording, <laughs> eating Chex Mix. Um, so this week, uh, we are going to be continuing our series on discussing ability scores, uh, what kind of checks they're used for, uh, give you some examples of um, kind of what the book says to use them for, and some uh, other examples of. Uh, other ways you can use them uh, and this week we're going over two of the biggest ones actually probably two of the biggest ones um, with dexterity and charisma so uh, hot stuff hot stuff I yeah. use those things pretty much every session when yeah, one all, of them. all the time uh, so I'm just going to read like the, the we're going to start with dexterity um, and I'm just going to read like the definition from the book uh, a dexterity check can model any attempt to move nimbly, quickly, or quietly, or to keep from failing, uh, falling on tricky footing. The acrobatics, sleight of hand, and stealth skills reflect aptitude in certain kinds of dexterity checks. So uh, we're going to get into that a little more here in a second. But obviously, this these are things that, um, you know, require like fast hands, uh, quick, you nimble. Know, yeah, being, being able to move quickly. Um, yeah, making sure the fingers stay nice and stretched, yep. like muscles would be in strength. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, no, that's actually a perfect example. Um, stealth, uh, sleight of hand, obviously, you're trying to be quick. I uh, think um, the best example I can think of is in the second Ninja Turtles movie, where they have to pull the bells off of the... No, no, hold on, listen. Go straight to Ninja Turtles. I do, because in the second movie, they have to pull these bells off of a mannequin without making any Man. noise. And that is like a sleight of hand trick. That's true. See? I know, when, when I think sleight of hand, my, my mind goes straight to David Copperfield, the illusionist. You yeah. Know, magic. But <laughs> David Copperfield does not do magic. He's an illusionist. He's an illusionist. Illusions. Uh, sleight of hand, that's what he does. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and this the i got the specific definition for slide a hand up will yeah go for it got it it's uh it's very short it says uh manual dexterity so we're using keywords here uh typically in performing tricks and then the definition <laughs> or not the definition but used in a sentence a nifty gift of sleight of hand got an got the ashtray ashtray into the correct position <laughs> okay i don't know uh I... a nifty bit of slot of hand got the ashtray into the correct position <laughs> well that's an old school reference is what that is right? um so <laughs> to build on that though i am gonna 
go with the, with the book uh, some examples from the book um so um it doesn't mention manual trickery or oh man i always forget what this word means thank you oh yeah uh ledger domain or what does that mean that's so like trying to cast a spell without being seen oh um, okay 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 uh, I, I usually yeah. just do like is that dexterity yeah i mean i i haven't really come in contact with that too much i've used it um i've seen it used a couple times especially like in um like the uh actual plays from like uh dimension 20 like a lot of what brennan does mm-hmm. he, he has a lot of times where like uh the unsleeping city because they're in like new york with a lot of people so when they try to cast, he's like, okay, slide a hand to see if you get away with doing it without people seeing you. Um, that makes sense. I'm trying to hide things. Yeah. Um, but also... Sorry, I got my graphs back here with my <laughs> definitions. Yeah, for, for those what just listening... I Matt, roll back to look at. <laughs> yeah, for, for those just listening, Matt has like a board behind him that has um, a lot of information. There's several different sheets, but... Uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah that's that's what he was referring to um but it also says uh, planting something on someone or concealing an object on your person um i know we we uh i think we did that one time we were in a tavern yeah and i was and uh, i was like you want you're like yeah i'll steal something and then i was like sleight of hand i stole it and then i was like i don't need this and i was like i just put it back and so I- <laughs> i've also seen it used in the same kind of context i've seen it used in um maybe you go into like a masquerade and <laughs> since we all know the world of D&D, it's very easy to slip weapons in. But uh, the NPCs also know the world of D&D. So at the front door, they'll, be, they'll ask, put your weapons down. <laughs> no weapons allowed in here. And that's when you have, like, I want to hold on to a dagger and then slide a hand to get it through security. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Def- that. Um, um, or, you know, deception yeah that which is uh deception is a, like, it's charisma like talking lying. your way out of it yeah, yeah. but um it's but a I'm, dagger it's a yeah. fine knife it's an ornament for yeah, my outfit yeah i mean <laughs> hey well I, and i only brought that up because you know we're talking about both tonight uh-huh. but um i've seen i mean if, as we often talk in our games when we play like how would that work and if we can convince each other like well this is how i would do it it's like okay go for it so <laughs> you know i don't think you could you, you, maybe you, could... you have a better charisma than dexterity <laughs> so yeah maybe you do pull out a dagger and then some somebody catches you put it back in your pocket and you can be like it's just a letter opener <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so um yeah that's a great uh yeah so that, that's a great example of interchanging like the same circumstance but depending on how your character is built um uh and i will say that most characters i've seen uh, that we've built especially your other videos um a lot of times characters are proficient in one or the other not always but a lot of them you're either dexterous or you well, have charisma. yeah but that's because those are like i said hot ones hot right ones. so usually you put your biggest one in one of the two if you're going for right like that kind of build but then your other one I don't know if I'm making a if I'm making a charisma character, yeah, I'll put like the 18 there, 18. I'll put a high number there, <laughs> and then um, depending on what my character is, if I'm making a charisma one, sometimes I want to focus on constitution. So sometimes my dexterity is my dump stat. 
yeah and and so yeah but um and that does happen like i said totally depends on your build um but that's what i said usually (laughs) you're usually good at one of these two things um but it is fun sometimes when you're like i want to do this and your dm is like no (laughs) like you make this check um and sometimes it's funny sometimes it's not it depends on the situation um but yeah sleight of hand is we don't use it a ton, but we also don't. Uh, our characters aren't. You guys don't make sneaky characters. <laughs> I I made one in our other game, <laughs> where I'm jumping through windows and. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that that's a tale oh, for another That's like your first like detective character. For it me, is at least. And I yeah, and I went uh, I went full detective on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but another thing, uh, move, move, keeping up with dexterity, uh, we talked a little bit about this last time because uh, we talked about strength and acrobatic or athletics, excuse me, is acrobatics. Um, so again, we'll kind of go over it like it's your attempt to stay on your feet in a tricky situation, um, like bouncing on a tightrope. Um, if anybody has watched, um, uh, oh my God, I just forgot the name of the show on dimension 20 but where they're high school students um like the very first episode they're all trying to like jump on cafeteria tables and he's like do an acrobatics check and like all of them like almost half the group failed and like fell on their faces because they were trying to like jump on tables in the middle of combat (laughs) so while jumping is typically a strength thing they were just doing it to do it he was like no i like i want to you know he made him do um he made him do acrobatics because they were trying to show off basically <laughs> um, acrobatics means spectacular gymnastic feats right specifically yeah. the so. sentence it's used in <laughs> oh are, are is, we going spelling bee here <laughs> she sealed the title with a powerful display of acrobatics and tumbling boom that's that one makes a lot more sense. It's not about ashtray, <laughs> right? No 1980s references here. No, there um, is a second definition to acrobatics, which is um, still fits what we're talking about: actions or procedures characterized by considerable flair or mental agility. Yeah, mental agility is interesting. Yeah, I don't know. If, mm, I don't want to get too much into that one you could you could get into it like if you're a player and you're just like i'm about to perform some mental acrobatic (laughs) yeah i mean because thinking about an encounter though imagine you're inside here hear me out you are now inside someone else's head carrying out an encounter that hurts you physically based on your actions so yeah it's already a high concept encounter (laughs) yeah um, the idea would be the idea would be like you yourself are physically manifested within somebody else's mind you could roll acrobatics for mental agility (laughs) you know what i don't know if that's what that means but we'll go with it uh (laughs) um i i yeah i mean i am gonna think faster so he cannot get yeah. me inside his own mind well and i think i think that definition actually uh i don't know if we talked about this too much last time um but that's that would be a good distinction between a skill check and an ability check yeah so 
the a skill like acrobatics, I feel like that would be jumping on the table or walking a tightrope. But something like maybe you uh, instead of like a concentration check, like maybe um, depending on the rules you play, like a concussion, like your head is not in the right space for mental, you know, mental wherewithal. You have to make that. Yeah. The mental agility, you have to make that, (laughs) that dexterity check. That's more of an ability at that point, because now you're trying to stay focused when as somebody who's had multiple concussions, that's not easy to do. Um, You would have them roll if they're like, got hit um, so many times or something. um, I think, I mean, we don't play rules like that. So I wouldn't say I could also make a, a case though, for like wisdom in a case like that. Uh, because that's street marts, street marts, street smarts. <laughs> so like, there could be some something made to be like, oh, I, I can, I can, you know, balance things out in my head because technically, it, wisdom and intelligence are like mental feet, uh, mental things on their own. Mm-hmm. So I can make the case for either one. I think it, again, probably depends on the character I'm playing and how I'm trying to convince my DM to let me pass the check. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's why I said I think like the mental uh, dexterity thing is kind of a little tougher. Um, mostly I think also because there's not really any rules for that in D and D. Like there's not scenarios typically where that would be uh, where that would be applicable. Um, ex- I think there is, but we're not the right people to <laughs> confirm that, that. There could Matt be that. H is he knows yes. he knows. Well, even like uh, the intellect devourer, which is a monster that I have used when we did uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist. Mm. um it makes you it's either wisdom or intelligence it's been a while since i've used it but it makes you make that check and if you fail like you're uh for lack of a better phrase like you're you you're you're brain dead like you cannot function your character is not dead but you you literally can't think you have a mm. blank slate and i think that's a i want to say that's wisdom but it, it, it could be wisdom or yeah. intelligence so that's why i don't know if i would use dexterity for that but Again, if you gave me a convincing enough argument, I wouldn't tell you no. <laughs> I would work really hard to convince you. So, sorry, buddy. I'm super dehydrated. I was out in the sun for a while today. Um, so, um, yeah, so acrobatics is is one. Again, I think that's also campaign dependent. Um, a lot of times, I know, like, I don't set up a lot of things where it's like tightrope walking or ice See, and stuff so that's the, back to what i had mentioned off camera a while ago when i'm building an encounter i like to think about what's around you and yeah. very much so if people aren't using acrobatics very often it usually means they don't know what's around them so what they can't what can they do they don't know uh and so like you don't know if you can tightrope walk on anything if you don't know there's a rope there you know yeah and and um i know again this was was an off-camera thing but that's why i told you guys you guys know like i love maps (laughs) Mm -hmm. because i am very much a visual learner yeah and so so, like not everybody has maps though so sometimes it's like rise falls back on the dm being like if you if if somebody builds a character, then they're supposed to be like very acrobatic as a DM. Kind of play into that. Just mention yeah. mention things here and there. Be like, oh, and there's there's a stack of barrels or something. Yeah. <laughs> Just like flavor it up, flavor up your encounter so you have those instances where people are just like, yes, I can use that stack. Yeah, of barrels. they they have the option for it. Right. Yeah, knock it, over the stack of barrels suddenly becomes like reflex saves. Everybody starts making reflex saves as they yeah. hit the 
<laughs> Watch out for the barrel. You try to climb, you're rolling that one, the barrels start falling down. Right. Every, every, everybody, that, I mean, yeah. that could be beneficial to you as like maybe you knock it over towards the enemy. Yeah, <laughs> you are yeah. the Donkey Kong in this scenario. <laughs> right? <laughs> the, the original Donkey Kong. Um, so, yeah, but I, yeah, and um, like you said, yeah, everybody doesn't have maps. And I think um, as a great example, uh, it, with the live with the and i call it live it's not but the actual play series you you'll you see where when we do things encounter wise i'm like is there this is there that is there this because you you just you don't use a lot of maps and there's nothing wrong with that it, i feel like at that point it's on me as a player to get the information i need yeah and, and if once, i don't as a dm if i don't mention anything and the players are like is this around and then i usually say yes unless it unless it's like something ridiculous like is there is there a bunch of is there a stack of gold just sitting around no there's not <laughs> no right <laughs> no you're in a hallway why would there be gold yeah. um yeah is and, the and, person we're looking for right around the corner no look just turn the corner <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh and, and i'm very much different in that regard like it's just because of the the type of dms we are um mm -hmm. Like I'll, I'll, I Google all kinds of different maps. I, uh, obviously we, you know, uh, I, the maps that have uh, people make on different websites. I try to get the ones that have their names in it. So we can do like, yeah. when, I, when I use them, I can do shout outs. Cause I'm not trying to steal anybody's stuff. Cause there are people infinitely better at this than, than I am uh, at map making. Um, but yeah, so that, again, that's just more of like, I like you guys to be able to see what's going on. Yeah. And, and then if they respond well, if we yeah. know what's there and that goes for like all the checks too um but yeah. like i know specifically acrobatics is one that you 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 do need some details to be able to pull off uh original ideas uh the, um, when i say original ideas i mean like uh it's not the dm saying okay roll for acrobatics it's you being like can i do this because i know this information and then the dm be like yeah that'll be an acrobatics check exactly yeah so um yeah i think that's all uh little tangential we got a little bit there but in the end yeah like it's up to you as a player it's a hard yeah. it's, a, it's a weird one it is it is <laughs> um but like you said i think that's where communication between dms and players come in we talk about this i think every week um uh that like that's super important um don't be afraid to ask the questions like i said i know uh i so i know a lot of times at the end of sessions i'm like i'm sorry i have so many questions but for me, I need to know some of that information to be able to, to function. So yeah, don't be afraid uh, to ask questions. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one of the last big checks, though, um, skill checks for dexterity, is the uh, stealth, which I think we use quite a bit. I don't think bit. we need to go into that one as yeah. Often. I was going to say stealth is very obvious. Yeah, <laughs> uh, rogues use it a lot. Uh, I think. We use it even when we don't build stealthy characters. I'm like, yeah. I gotta, I want to be quiet. And no, not yeah. one. And now you make I mean, a lot of noise. Yeah. Stealth is simply, yeah, noise and visibility. That's what they focus on. If it, if you want to try to stop either of the two from being as observant, then you are for stealth. That's that's it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So sorry, I got caught eating some check mix. Um, so yeah, stealth. We're not gonna. We're not gonna get into it too much, like right, you said. Well, um, we're gonna get our first comment, and it's gonna be in the stealth section. Be like, I need more information. <laughs> a whole video on stealth. Um, like, okay, the audience there, demands it. <laughs> but uh, there are some other dexterity checks that are listed here, which um, 
some of these um i think we kind of sort of picked other on, ones but... what so it's like not on my list right uh control a heavily laden cart on a steep uh descent oh these are specific examples <laughs> yeah yeah not general um here's one that, that actually can work with tool proficiencies um which there's more info in i think it's xanathar's or tasha's um but picking a lock i was i was gonna guess yep picking a lock right. disabling a trap as well that's part of the uh expanded rules on using your tools for those things that was my first encounter with dexterity when i first started playing D, &D mm -hmm. um it literally was like well we got hit by a trap then i was like okay i don't want to do that again how do i not get hit by a trap and they're like well you gotta roll for dexterity to see if there's a trap around i roll i i didn't see anything i rolled badly but i was like that was my first dexterity roll <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah that makes sense um but yeah and so uh, but those two things specifically i know are like part of an expanded rules thing they give you like specific um specific dcs to hit for the mm. to do that um so that's kind of nice um dexterity no never mind <laughs> i was like no. thinking of uh wisdom my favorite one to use but yeah. we're not there yet nope no and charisma is my charisma is my favorite so uh we're, we'll be getting to that one in a minute um but even like wriggling for your blondes uh securely tying up a prisoner i had you guys do that in my campaign where i, I made oh, you yeah. guys uh you i was like do a dexterity check rope. yep roped them up i think we roped them up really well yeah i think you guys did it's it's been a while it's almost like we were like like professionals yeah i think it was um and again, I think that's another one that's in the expanded rules. Not a professional, oh. just super into rope play. <laughs> <laughs> that's my character. <laughs> Wrong podcast. Uh <laughs> this is the right podcast. We are Game Master's Underdark. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Will just doesn't like it. I, you know, I'm going to abstain. You know, nobody's rolled the nat 20 on you for rope play. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> They rolled that one. You got rope burn. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. Stop, 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 stop. You're like, that's it. No I'm more is. Yep, not one on, on rope play. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, some other things that uh, Dick's... I want to move on now. Some other things that Dick's is used for. Um, attack rolls and damage uh, for, like, slings and longbows. Um, also, a lot of times, dexterity will be used if you were playing a monk and you do your unarmored attack uh, or your, your fist attacks, uh, it lets you use dexterity instead of strength. Uh, that's specifically for the monk, yeah, though. That's super cool. It's very useful. Yes. Uh, I know that because I think I've I filled with, like, four different monk builds at this point. Like, I'm super familiar with that mechanic. They're all about being fast. Yes. So dexterity, you can equate that to just how fast you are. Yep. Uh, armor class that's another one depending on the armor you wear uh like light armor medium armor um your armor class is affected by your dexterity in that point or in that case excuse me and last but uh certainly not least uh probably the most important thing dexterity is used for initiative oh yeah so, yeah <laughs> um so when you're building your characters um Again, I wouldn't say like you sync everything into dexterity specifically for initiative. Yeah, I never uh, but, care about initiative. Yeah. Uh, I got negative ones on two current characters. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, 
and I think right now my dex is mine's a plus two. So and I got a plus four to initiative because of racial bonuses and stuff. So um yeah, I I'm very much like I need to go first. Uh yeah, but if you're like a planner and you like feel like you want to go first, yeah, you can focus on your initiative but like it's also very easy to just miss and be like oh i got a really cool character then you look at your initiative and you're like they're going to last all the time <laughs> yeah well and part of it is i've played um a lot of support characters even this current character mm-hmm. uh ozot my my heron gone is a cleric i'm a support character so for me being able to go first and like here's some spells to buff my teammates mm-hmm. um you know that's kind of how i built the character with that in mind um but yeah initiative obviously who goes order who goes in what order um that that's super important um even for uh uh encounters you know the dms if you look at any of your uh monsters you're going to use they all tell you like a plus whatever to initiative mm-hmm. so i mean it's it's important it, it it's for every single uh character monster what have you so um dexterity uh was next kind of got a lot <laughs> kind of got a lot um there's also a specific mention of hiding um I'm not stealth, though. That, yeah that's that's a stealth role um but that can also uh i don't want to get too bogged down in this a lot of that can also have to do with the cover that's available uh that's when you get into cover rules like half we, three quarters and full. we just talked about like the dm or player the dm got to set the scene or the players got to ask questions yeah yeah, because there there's a whole mechanic for cover. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, it's it's I think it's important if you're a newer DM and you're listening or watching. I wouldn't stress it. <laughs> um, yeah, just say like there's the simple. Yeah, you got cover. You're good, and don't worry about the cover mechanic. Or if you are playing like some, maybe you want to be a little bit more detailed about it. There is a cover mechanic where like if somebody still shoots a spell at you, how much does that cover negate that spell? Yeah, yeah. There's a whole there's a whole thing. It's in the basic rules as well as the yeah, like DMG if you have it. So and uh, it's Googleable. 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 Yep. We both said it correctly. Yeah, it took a minute. I was like, <laughs> I was Googleable. Uh so yeah, so dexterity um is super important we'll just leave it at that uh with with everything um and so uh the next thing my favorite my personal favorite uh ability charisma oh wow um, jazz hands and all my man i do wow, i love it busted out the jazz hands for the for the listeners i i did yeah i i absolutely love charisma i think i play high charisma characters most of the time or at least i rarely have a negative i'll believe it like i'm at least you gotta have something in there that's your yeah, go-to it is um i often play characters who i think my paladin had high charisma um my i i play high i play high i play high charisma characters um yeah i i i love the the showmanship of it um nothing wrong with that so i oddly enough i haven't played like a bard yet which i should probably look into um it's like i feel like bard is uh a lot of people would think charisma, high charisma, bard, right? But there's yeah. like, like, oh, there's a lot of classes nowadays that 
you just put in charisma. I got a high charisma barbarian. Did we talk about that yet? No, we not talked that, about that yet. But I think that's that's this is the perfect time to. Yep. Um, and, and I don't, and I, I mean, yeah. So you can build your characters however you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was more speaking the typical. You know, uh, if you if you're looking for the face of the group, as they say, yeah, uh, the bard is is the common one. Um, and for those of you watching, I just realized. I sorry, I know it looks weird. I have a webcam on one screen and Matt's on the other. That's why I'm looking. They don't care. Well, I don't know. They some don't people, care. Some people do. You can say, who care? <laughs> who out there cares? Dang. <laughs> who cares? And this, nobody cares. All, all um, that they care about is our juicy luscious information i know i know you're making a weird face but you know our information is juicy well, well after ro- I was looking for a better word so well a- no see after rope play i'm just a little nervous that's all <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to get burned edge. again he doesn't know where i'm gonna go next right he's going any direction uh so <laughs> i'm yeah. acrobatting on that thin line <laughs> right <laughs> Roll for acrobatics. Um, <laughs> so, uh, charisma, uh, as we've kind of alluded to, a uh, charisma check might arise when you try to influence or entertain others, when you try to make an impression or tell a convincing lie, which we kind of mentioned earlier, uh, or when you're navigating a tricky social situation. Um, the big uh, abilities, uh, skill checks for this are deception, intimidation, performance, and persuasion. So those are the specific uh skills that cover charisma can we talk about intimidation first oh yeah go by all means because i feel like that's an easy one yeah that's an easy one. like i mean you think intimidation ah like you're not intimidated because that's not intimidating but like you know simply screaming at somebody could <laughs> be intimidation you know like that i feel like when people are in a stuck maybe like an interrogation setting or something like that intimidation is super easy to come to and it simply comes out as i'm gonna kill you that kind of thing and i don't feel like that's utilizing intimidation to the best of its ability when it specifically when it comes to charisma what do you feel about that yeah i kind of agree i think i've i've uh i know i use intimidation quite a bit with uh wellmir my paladin where Mm -hmm. i would like uh kind of drill instructor like getting people's faces and i'm like i don't know who you think you're talking to because i feel like that's more of a charisma type of move yeah then yeah could could i yell and you know uh battle cry we'll we'll call it like a barbarian yeah Yeah, that's very much intimidating um but i think i think get away with that if that's how your character's built i love the idea of using intimidation in in a very non well threatening still but a very non-aggressive tone and so like imagine you're like in a debate with somebody and then you like look over at them and you just bring up like i know about your tax fraud <laughs> and then i i would roll for intimidation and be like okay now that person is visibly shook <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um. so like that kind of stuff I feel like intimidation just kind of gets thrown into like, oh, I know what that is. Easy. But like, there's so many different uh, scenarios in which intimidation can be used where uh, a lot of people just use like simple persuasion or charisma. Uh, Like intimidation specifically. If you put put little checks into intimidation specifically, I think 
that would benefit people a little bit more. Well, and I was I was going to add to that, and uh, you hit the nail on the head. I think what makes it difficult from a role play perspective is when you do something like intimidation, like your tax fraud example, mm-hmm. that could be a deception or a persuasion check. It could be I mean, any one of the three, yeah. depending on how your how when I said how your character was built, but I meant how you're role playing your character. Yeah. Because if like I've got my uh, right now, I just happen to have uh, Ozot, my hair and gone cleric's character sheet up, and I get a plus two in deception, but a plus zero in intimidation and a plus two in persuasion. So I, in my yeah. case, because of what the bonuses, yeah, I would use one of the others. Um, or I might try to intimidate because because you're angry. Yeah, I'm 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 on edge. Uh, I'm, I'm aggro, bro. Like, <laughs> it, it, you know, so it is situation dependent. I think it's a yeah. role play thing. Um, and I I but, do like what you brought up, and I think we should mention it. Is if you don't have anything in a check, does not mean you cannot use it. Absolutely. I mean, you can still roll very positively. It'd be pretty good. I mean, if um, yeah. at, the, at like the beginning levels, you might have maybe a negative one in something. So if anything, you have a at the best worst, you have a nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And so like you saying, oh, I don't have anything in intimidation, so I might go with deception. But like if your character is like driven to be intimidating in the very moment, roll for intimidation. You might actually fare yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's um. As a new player, I know I was super intimidated by the idea of like, I have a negative, I don't want to do that. Exactly. Um, yeah. But as I've played more, um, I think even the other day, I was like, hey, can I? We, it might have been our last session we played or a couple before that. I was like, hey, can I make an athletics check to see if I can do that? I think we were climbing the tree. That's what we were doing. Um, mm-hmm. Or, uh, and you were like, yeah, that's an athletics check because I'm climbing something. I have a negative one, but I think I rolled a like 18 or 17. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, cool. I climbed the tree. Boom. Like, like you said, I'm at, I'm, yeah, we're level, I think two or three at the time, but I wasn't going to let that, um, let that bother me. Like, I, you I need to let that tree stand in your way. <laughs> yeah. Like, I needed to climb the tree to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah so i did it and then i was like i'm gonna jump from the tree and you're like that's acrobatics but i wasn't <laughs> as worried about that because i think i had a plus two and i think yeah so i was like nailed that one too yeah i, I got both so it was uh <laughs> if it was in a movie it would have looked really cool um, <laughs> like you just see me climbing a tree and then assassinating someone um but yeah so um de- definitely i think that's a good like little aside just because mm-hmm. you have a negative uh as a player don't don't let that bother you i i, I it's tough um but yeah. because so they, i mean the mind. negative the negative negative connotation is instilled in all of us and so like you see a negative day there you're like i'm not gonna do it because i'm gonna do bad but like that's yeah. not the case no and i love it uh again this is why i like probably because i'm a i like to think i'm a high charisma individual in real life uh, i think it's a great role-playing opportunity okay, so you need to be intimidating and you roll on that one. Hey, uh, you do that roar that I just did earlier. Yeah. <laughs> oh. or, or, you know, the, 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 you see it in movies, uh, or I do it when I get excited, uh, stutter. Well, you and, uh, 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 uh like, cause you're nervous. You, like you don't you know what to yourself. say. Yeah. <laughs> but you were trying to be intimidating, but 
how many times do you see in a movie where somebody tries to be intimidating and then like the bully gets in their face and they're like oh no bad idea <laughs> but you know it's a trope but it you know for the purposes of this it works so you're trying to be intimidating and now all of a sudden you're just not yeah that's a, that's a cool thing to bring up a lot of uh other a lot of the other checks if you fail that, that's kind of bad that's, that's something bad's about to happen if you try to jump over a cliff with the dexterity you fail <laughs> oh <laughs> that's real bad but if you fail a charisma check usually that just means you you flubbed up you flubbed awkward social it, you, yeah you didn't die <laughs> that's Hopefully. i mean I, i'm sure there's scenarios where like yeah if you mess up this this will kill us but um that's not all that's usually not the case and so if you just mess up it's maybe you make the wrong person angry or something else but like if you just role play it out maybe you can escape still <laughs> yeah I, I mean uh i know you did it in and i keep bringing up my, my campaign but you did it against a, a guy who should have killed you um but you kept like i want to do this and i was like all right persuasion mm-hmm. okay this okay this and i don't remember all the checks you made i think most of them were persuasion but eventually you rolled high enough that you beat him uh and it was persuasion, just like baby yeah and so <laughs> yeah it was persuasion yeah yeah so i mean uh and and i know i've seen this a lot on other posts where dms are like oh i only let him try like once or twice and i'm done but i was like you were being super convincing i didn't see a reason to stop you plus i wasn't trying to kill you i think if it was an encounter where i was trying to kill you and i I probably would have stopped that once one or two but when it comes to like how many times you can do it within the thing i think within like an encounter it was a, a social encounter um i think those parameters can change depending on like what exactly are you rolling persuasion on you know like because you can roll deception multiple times within an within a social encounter but being deceptive about different things yeah 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 exactly and and intimidation is the same way because where Mm -hmm. i you know i mentioned the get in your face and drill instructor like who do you think you're talking to like you said it can very much also be uh as a like like my you, i'm whispering in your ear and scaring the crap out of you yeah and my, my personal play style when it comes to role playing as a dm is um i like to i don't like to bring up roles too often during the role play itself only when it like really makes the character that i'm role playing as think and if they like gotta make an actual choice, I'm like, okay, you need to roll for something. <laughs> but uh, before that, I usually just play into it. I keep going and have back and forth, and maybe things that would normally require a deception check. If my character like has no inclination to think you're lying, then I'm not even gonna make you roll for a deception check. Or if I do, I'm gonna make you roll for it once, prove it to me. You prove it to me. Now I'm never going to ask for it again. Yeah. And that's, and like I said, uh, a difference in styles again, yeah. I'm more, I am more likely to do the roles, but I think that's just got more to do with, again, my style of, yeah. um, I wouldn't bog it down too much though. Cause then it would become oh uh, yeah role-playing like little snippets and it could pull people out of a, of a moment. You know? Yeah, I think the night that we did it and you did a lot of those roles, it was a one-on-one session. Like yeah. no, like nobody else was there. So it, it didn't, to me at least, it was like, it doesn't matter how many, you can do this 800 times. 
uh, you know, it's just the two of us. If yeah. we were playing somebody else, I would have been like, mm, probably two, maybe three at the most, and then like, better figure something out. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so that was, uh, but intimidation, deception, persuasion. I think everybody kind of knows what those those are. Deception, you're lying. Persuasion, obviously, you're trying to talk somebody into something. I got a definition um, for persuasion. Real good one. Oh, go for it says the act of persuading or seeking to persuade the power of persuading persuasive okay this is just a bunch of <laughs> ways to say persuasive <laughs> uh I, well i had something oh here it is here it is this is what i was saying. when when we think of persuasion negative examples are often the first to come to mind but persuasion can often be used as a positive force public service campaigns can urge people to recycle or quit smoking that's a great example yeah absolutely like um yeah and i think let me see um let me see if they have some other ones uh here we go uh you can use uh persuasion when acting in good faith like you said like trying to prove it um i know i've done this before i'm like are you lying or are you telling the truth and then based on what you guys say well i'm lying okay give me deception you know um but here's some other ones uh foster friendships um foster make, friendships you all what make cordial making cordial requests uh, or exhibit proper etiquette i actually hadn't thought of any of those to be honest um how often are we trying to exhibit proper etiquette in dnt yeah well that's, that's why i said like, really I been would... put in a scenario where that's like essential <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to you meet a king and all of a sudden it's like oh, you better roll for some charisma, um, <laughs> for some persuasion. Um, but another thing they use they, this is just a straight charisma check. So again, an ability check versus a skill check uh, for the just the charisma ability is finding the best person to talk to for news, rumors, or gossip. So that would be something you could do, uh, like going to a tavern or. Um, Stuff yeah, like that. usually when people say like i want to seek for information or something like that i want to look for information um a lot of times people go straight to perception or investigation that. yeah or investigation but charisma if you're looking to seek out somebody might be the better one to go for yeah and and i and i think that one again it can go either way i think that's why i like the charisma checks is because they're so they're so flexible because you could do just a straight charisma check, or if you're at a bar, you, you could talk to the or, or inn or tavern or wherever, and you can talk to, you know, the barmaid or the the tavern owner, whoever it is, and like, hey man, I'm new in town. I'm looking for work. Do you know anybody I could talk I'm to for work? Town. I'm I'm new in town. Now I sound like <laughs> doing the John Mulaney bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, but I mean, it's a perfect example of like, hey, I'm I'm looking for work. Um, mm. I'm looking for somebody. You know, maybe you heard about somebody on your travels um, and no matter how good you roll, I mean, maybe that's just like a, a bad dude in town and they're just like, oh, well, I don't know nothing about that. But just the fact that you spoke his name, maybe now that character knows you're in town and they come looking for you. So, you know, it can, it can be stuff like that. It, it, I think that's why, again, I like charisma. It's really flexible. You can do a lot with it. Um and uh so it's for me it's super fun um charisma is also used for spell casting for bards uh but paladins sorcerers and warlocks um so uh wizards 
use uh, intelligence uh, or, or wisdom. Depends on, I always get them all mixed up. Um, but uh, yeah, so like I said, I, I played a paladin. So obviously my charisma was real high. Um, but I, yeah, I, I love charisma. <laughs> I've said it a hundred times, but it's super fun. And um, I think it's because I also do a lot of social interactions uh, because I'm not great at running combat. At least I don't feel like I am. So it's like, if we can talk this out, uh, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, I would say if you're a new player, um, maybe ask ask your DM like how often before I make my character, how often do you get into social encounters? If you're looking to go for that charisma build, maybe talk to the DM a little bit because, um, yeah, having a high charisma is really fun when you're especially if you're a social uh social butterfly <laughs> um but uh if you're going into a game where it's like going to be hardcore combat um and then you could still have charisma because like will said there's a few several classes that uses that as its core bit you know uh spellcasting component um but it that dm might not be as as willing to do like those fun social encounters of like oh I want to debate a witch. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, and that's um, again, communication. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think that, you know, I'm not going to harp on it. We do it. We do that every time, but you know, like Matt said, it t- takes two seconds to ask that question. Right. Um, and I think that's something that can also be established at a session zero. Like, Hey, this is a dungeon crawl. So unless you're, you're building a class that needs charisma for spellcasting or whatever, oh. like, I want to give some advice to DMs. Uh-oh. DMs are listening. Listen up, DMs. Peep them ears. So I think when it comes to charisma, you you got to think about it when it comes to your story building and how much story you're willing to divulge. Because when people use intimidate or like a charm spell or something like that, or uh even uh, persuasion to become friends with somebody. Suddenly they're in a position where they can get lore from somebody or at least information about your story from somebody. And you got to think about, okay, how often, how much does this person know? <laughs> because your characters might hit, hit them with the whole textbook. Who's the king? What kind of magic does he do? Like, you know, <laughs> like hit him with everything. And you unprepared might accidentally have this peasant know too much (laughs) yeah and uh that that's something that i've dealt with where suddenly they're like well how do you know that and then i'm like oh shit (laughs) now i gotta come up with something and uh like a charm person with a zone of truth and now yeah hey buddy what's going on right and you just give too much away because they maybe they're just constantly succeeding their (laughs) performance checks or whatever and um yeah so you just gotta think about like sometimes when they do really well in these charisma checks the person they're talking to is not the person they need to be talking to so they could succeed in a check a charisma check but not get quite the information they need because that's the wrong person you know no i i think that's um i think that goes back to um in uh, in a way, I know we talked about it a while back. Like, just because you get a nat twenty doesn't mean you succeed. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like it's cool that you rolled. A, we'll go a nat twenty talking to this peasant about the king, mm. but um, 
uh, I always, you saying that just reminded me of like the Monty Python, like he's the king. Well, I didn't vote for him. Like <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't know anything about this guy. He just showed up one day and was like, I'm in charge. And like <laughs> we're taking orders from ladies and legs. Yeah, right. Like, you know, if she weighs the same as a duck, she's a witch. I don't know. Like, that would be a good charisma check. Uh, <laughs> but but um, but yeah, like it's that idea of like just because you're talking to someone doesn't mean they know anything. And you might get yourself into some witch trials problems especially if you're intimidating people <laughs> to get information you just might get the information you want but it might not be right yeah like yeah it's uh just, yeah no that's a perfect example you can intimidate nat 20 19 4 whatever it is and it's just like this person's just crap out of this blacksmith yeah and he's just giving you information because he just wants you to go away right and like i don't think that's wrong for the dm to do to be like no. just give them false information even though they rolled very high um i don't think that's wrong for them to do as long as the dm like uh afterwards or even before says to the party like this is this is a town like maybe disconnected from the kingdom you know kind of set the, those little those little tidbits of information to tell the party that you can only find so much here you know no, like, yeah. And, this and is that... this is a this is a blacksmith. We're going with blacksmith being scared and giving answers. This is a blacksmith, like hard on his luck here. He's just trying to get by, uh, doing his craft, and then suddenly party members come busting through his door and like intimidating him. Of course, he's gonna say anything to get you the hell out of this. Room. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the and the same can go um either like you said describe it like that or mm -hmm. uh the, the most uh common place they go to first is a tavern you're talking to the you know the guy working the bar and he's like you're like hey what's going on in the kingdom hey man i don't know we don't the king doesn't really come down here and mess with us we don't really yeah none of us know what's going on yeah those are now, great ways to give uh just the illusion the, that yeah you, you'll only find so much here you want not all the answers are here <laughs> yeah and i mean and that's um hopefully your players get the hint uh, i don't know how to say that but if, if they don't introduce an npc that just that's maybe an out-of-towner that's just like these fools don't know anything you gotta go that way <laughs> you know or, that kind of thing uh one that i like to i i, I haven't gotten a chance to use it but in a similar situation maybe somebody who escaped the jail they're on the run they they you're it's in jail, very you're... chaotic <laughs> i am charisma <laughs> Well, no, because in he's hearing things. He's hearing guards talk. That's true. That's true. They, I would they, even they, say, like, maybe uh, it, now we're just talking about encounters. Like, I, I like that jail idea, though. I do like the jail idea. <laughs> but I was, like, thinking of it in the aspect of, like, you're in this town for a reason, trying to get information. Of course, you're going to help them out with the problems, right? Maybe there's some bandits around. You capture some bandits and bring them to jail of this town, right? And in the jail... Maybe there's somebody that recognizes you that is also an out-of-towner, and they're just like, hey, I remember you from the last town. And they're the only person with any context to the story right now. And so they know about, like, the king or whatever that's happening out there. They know about that, and you currently got them behind bars. They're ready for a questioning. <laughs> or I'll give you the answers if you help me get out. Yeah, yeah, you can go chaotic, chaotic again. You can go chaotic <laughs> again if you want. <laughs> but, um, 
But yeah, and one thing that we uh, we actually didn't talk about when it comes to charisma, uh, you, you touched on it for a second, performance. I mean... I have it up. I got the definition. Yeah. Oh, go for it. An act of staging or presenting a play, concert, or other form of entertainment. Don Giovanni had his first performance in 1980, I mean, 1787. 1987, Don Giovanni. Setting up, setting up Pokemon for success. Um, so, um, I was just watching a Pokemon video on my way home. Um, so... So, I'm, I don't know. I got nothing. I'm getting tired. Um, but yeah, so again, that one is that one is specifically, I feel like, more for a bard. But yeah. if you want to take it outside of that, what if I'm trying to create a distraction? Yeah. yeah. Hear ye, hear ye, townspeople. Man, I need a performance check. Oh, you get a nat 20? Man, the whole town comes to hear what you've got to say. And that one, something good to say. Right? But like Fuck everybody the, up. But the nat one will just be like, Someone throws a, to- a rotten tomato at you and tells you to shut up, like <laughs> like that old cartoon trope. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it doesn't work. No one cares. In performance, I think it says, um, in the definition I read, or other form of even entertainment. And I, we brought this up in the last episode. Um, entertainment could like be vi- that's vague, so it could be like the Olympics. So you could do sh- like strength stuff, strength stuff but role for performance. So like yeah. lifting weights. Yeah, that does require strength. But if you're like showing off, putting on a show, that's a performance. Right. And um, without Which getting now, now in perspective, <laughs> I'm thinking about like all my strength build characters. They probably look real ugly if they're trying to put on a performance, lifting muscles. They're probably like, like hardcore, like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> terrifying you're strong i get it (laughs) well and and that also goes into which uh it's not something we're going to get into tonight but it's something i'm i'm big on i'm always looking for ways to introduce them are uh skill challenges which is a whole nother thing they don't do a lot there's not a lot of them in um 5e i think they were more like a four 3.5 fourth edition thing um without getting too into it though for anybody who doesn't know it's basically where you take three skills uh, or like two, like any combination of skills and abilities and you mm-hmm. roll and the more successes you have, the better. Um, the examples that are in the books, I think they're in the DMG and Xanathars for like downtime activities. It's got stuff like gambling and it'll tell you roll these three things and depending on how many successes you get, like that's how much money you make. Mm-hmm. Or um, there's other examples. There's that. There's like committing crime is actually one of them. It just says crime, which... <laughs> it's like super weird but then there's also like research like learning how to use new tools um there's all kind of crafting uh, weapons or potions there's all kinds of different things and they make those skill challenges um i today recently put together some stuff that we may not even use um but it's super fun and you mentioned the olympics it's essentially the olympics that i, I yeah put together today um i think i told you guys in our group chat like you may not want to participate in any of the events that's fine but I have something that I can always, you know, copy and paste for later in another yeah. time, another game. Um, I feel like using strength-based checks as performance. I'm sorry, using performance for strength things, not even base checks or strength check, just strength things, um, is very interchangeable. Like perhaps, yeah. 
perhaps if you if you are trying to cater to just a fun time, you can say, yeah, you know what, just roll for strength instead, you know, and whereas other people could be like roll for performance and still do it. It's really kind of like just a role play and flavor kind of flavor you want to give to it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, maybe at some point, uh, I know I would like to, um, I don't know if you guys, I would like to do like a skill challenges episode um, because they are, they're not difficult to do, um, but they do take sometimes some planning depending on what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but that's, again, that's for something for later. But um, yeah, man, I, I don't really have anything else to add, Matt, do you? I don't think so. Alrighty, guys. Well, uh, I know we were a little chaotic per usual, uh, but we hope you found some of this information useful. Um, if you do still have questions or anything, you know, leave a comment down below. Um, we will definitely answer those questions. Um, as always, you guys can follow us. We're on all social media, social media, uh, Game Masters Under Dark. Um, we have a Patreon and we're working on uh, a few other things. And once we have those put together, we'll let you know. Uh, but as always, we appreciate you listening, watching, And uh, we will talk to you guys later. Uh, Happy gaming and have a great weekend. Bye. Adios.